0: The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable.
1: Well, hello and welcome to the Experts Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes. Hello, Lana Hill.
0: Hello, Nick Hayes.
1: Well... You know what? That Facebook what? thing. Remember that Facebook thing? <laughs> yeah.
0: Remember. Oh yes. Oh, God. You know, I know. It's not going away, is it?
1: Well, because we pre-record these a good couple of weeks ahead, we don't know whether we've resolved it or not. Yes. But um, it's good to always talk to an IT, uh, a communication, someone who's got, uh, who has got who can pull the plug out, for instance, if you're really not happy with a, a way, a computer or, or, or that technology that's going on around you. Pull the
0: plug out.
1: Pull the plug. Isn't that, isn't that tech 101? <laughs> for an IT guy. His name is Zorn Barner. He's from Leap Consulting. Hello, Zorn. Hello, Nick. Good to be here. Not that you can solve the problem of Facebook, Zorn. No, but I think
2: um, I need a bigger plug to pull the back end of that out.
0: That's <laughs> I agree you need a bigger plug. That <laughs> was an undersell, in case. Is it, is
2: it,
1: is it, is it, I thought
2: everything is just... I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Just push the reset button. Have you turned it on and off? Okay, oh, thanks, Nick. But isn't
1: that true? Sort of 101, because I always remember this back in the day when, you know, not that I was the first to, to a computer, but computers were pretty... Basic and simple, but um, there was a colleague of mine, he was having real major issues. He'd sat in front of the screen for two hours, couldn't get the thing to turn, you know, to, to do what he wanted it to do. Um, he asked me for some help. I went and turned the button on, and <laughs> oh no, <laughs> he he just didn't know how to turn Magic. the computer on. But <laughs> Zorn, you're you're a, you're an IT technical guru. I mean, are you the guru, or is it your team that are the guru?
2: Definitely my team, Nick. Yeah. I think, and I think that's maybe something that's different that I've found is that. Uh, whilst I run a technology business and have done that for you know over fifteen years with a business partner, he's actually the super duper technical one. Yeah. yeah. So I just get to have been in that environment for the past you know fifteen years, of my own business, uh, nearly twenty five years in the industry. But it has gone uh, just in a flash, and I think over time though that's helped me communicate with people that I haven't got stuck up on the zeros and the ones, you know. And that's I think that's a lot of the challenges. Sometimes it's not a zeros and ones; it's just a have you turned it on? Yeah, have you turned it on? <laughs> have and you turned it on? What
1: great advice there, the first <laughs> gold nugget. But you know what, Lana, and this is this is where to – and if you've been working in any form of industry and any business out there, to get hold of someone who is technically minded or has a technical background to be able to communicate effectively yeah. to other human beings, it's one of the most powerful persons within your industry or your business that you can have.
0: Oh, absolutely. We were just talking about this um, off-air about the – the, the sort of quite interesting world that we're in in that it's so digital and mm. those skills, are, you know, obviously incredibly important, but the communication skills and written communication mm. skills yep. is what we were talking about, Zorn, yeah. um, you know, but verbal, nonverbal, verbal it's, it's more important than ever. And, you know, do you want to share your stories, Zorn, about... Yeah,
2: uh, so we were just sharing, like, we are employing a bunch of new engineers into our team and so one of the new things we've done this time around is actually ask them for written work. You know, because you would think, well, you're in the technology industry, just, you know, um, put it through Microsoft Word or buy an app or whatever. But our, yeah. you've still got to go back to some fundamentals, which is can you actually communicate? How are you writing an email? You know, what does it look like when you're sharing some information with a client? Because well, they can't understand that yeah. or it doesn't make sense. There's a lot of room for misinterpretation or people getting um, the wrong perspective. So th-
1: let's just get this clear. By mm. written, are we talking about a uh, written as in a keyboard or oh, pen well, and paper? Yeah, yeah,
2: I shouldn't. We're not going to go back to prehistorics <laughs> just yet, I you're uh,
1: no, not quite yet. See, so I reckon that would be amazing if you went pen and paper, because even just the penmanship or even the yeah, ability to, to do that.
2: Well, yeah, pen and paper, I I think that's a stretch in the technology industry, but uh, getting that far back. But I definitely like, you know, for us, it's getting them to document something and get that. Because a lot of what you're trying to get is, okay, I want their thoughts out on paper or, you know, Word uh, or Excel or whatever it is, you know, a presentation, PowerPoint, PDF. Because nowadays, technology has shifted where people used to just be stuck in the corner in the cupboard and that was all you thought about. And now it's the cool thing, you know, Um, or it's not if you're Mark Zuckerberg in Facebook. (laughs) But it's, it's definitely an area where you have to be able to communicate because the world is changing yeah. and if you can't help people and lead people through that journey and act as that guide and that's what they're looking for a lot of people are looking for that guide, that insight, that wisdom from that technical person but if all they can talk about is the oh have you got the blue cable and the black cable and have you pushed this button you're lost you know and and that's a big shift in industry and business
1: but even just from a younger generation perspective and I hate to paint the broad brush but I love doing it as well (laughs) is you know even tech uh, sort of tech speak like You know, breaking words down to great gr eight, and you know, not using the full English language. That's that's your
0: generation. I think you'll find.
1: Excuse me. Yes,
0: that started. That started. There's a lot of
1: finger pointing going on here.
0: The LOLs, yeah, you're Gen X, aren't you?
1: I'm Gen X, yeah. The
0: LOLs and the gr eight that started. Lots of love.
1: Oh, doesn't that mean lots of love?
0: That started back in in your generation. I think you'll find in yeah. the early days. All right,
1: then let me let me put that back another thing because <laughs> no, because let's let's look at the generations He's and you're found out. and you're hiring them now. Yeah. No, look, you, you you might possibly be quite right because I think she is
2: Nick as a Gen X. She is right in technology. So I'm going to call it for Lana. Sorry, one zip cheapest. <laughs>
0: Gen
1: Y, a <laughs> victory. Why, why do we
2: bring your expertise in, in here in the first <laughs> place? But you, you
1: might be right because yeah. we were the first adopters to that yeah. kind of technology and that that form of communication. Yeah. But I think it's been grasped by the younger generation. And you're just talking about looking to hire new people yeah. that have been brought up on this. Yeah. We weren't brought up on it. We started it.
0: I hear you, you transition through it. Correct. Well, so did I, to yes. be fair. Yeah, because
1: well, yeah, you're a lot older than what you actually make out like. <laughs> <laughs> but, which we get told quite often. But the reality here is that yeah. the different forms of communication because this is where it gets to my big point, Zorn, yep. and, I, and I've heard you speak and I've seen you speak on the stage. You are one of the best tech speakers I have ever heard. Wow. Nick, because you connect. You connect with the very audience that needs to understand and you know your audience because mm. you, you talk to them the way that they talk. Yeah. And that is very powerful. Thank you. Oh, that's a comment. It's also (laughs) an extension of that. How do you do it, Zorn? How do you do that? Because that is, and I said that from the beginning of the podcast, you would be the most powerful asset to any business – being able to communicate something that is so technical.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean fundamentally the number one thing that I always look to do is how do you actually inform and educate and and help people um, just become a bit more aware of what technology's role is in their business and in their life and where they're going. But when you're sharing with an audience the audience has to understand the principles behind why is this important. Mm. And the biggest thing with technology is it's so broad and you can get stuck in the mindset of trying to share everything and ram it down someone's throat. But if you're thinking about, okay, is this important? Is it not important? The thing that people are going to remember is the story and how it impacts them. And <laughs> I always think about, you know, and I don't know if this was you, uh, Nick, and, and what the work that Media Stables helped me do, is most people think about things that they are going to you know, be head-related. It's thoughts. There's the heart relationship, which is, okay, how do I feel about it? And then there's the hands, like what's the action, action supposed to come out of this? Mm. So when we're sharing and, you know, a lot of that role is these are business owners. Most people that I'm sharing with, they have already run a successful business, they're in business or they're executives or board members and they know how to run an organisation. But like you said, different generations are now having to make technology choices and it feels like they're making decisions in areas they have no experience. Has, yeah.
1: has that process worked for you, that, the, the head, the heart, the, the hands? Yeah. yeah like oh, we'll right. take it then. That's
0: such a great uh, analogy <laughs> to apply to media though too, what mm. you've just said. And Correct. that that what you started with uh, – that statement of what, why is this important? Yeah. You know, why does this matter to me? W- translate it for me. Tell me how this affects me. It's That's such a, an important skill in terms of being a great media contributor as well
2: yeah and it's very easy in technology to default to either wowing people or scaring people (laughs) you know (laughs) like it's common right
0: so true true. and
2: and it's a normal part of what you're expected to do there's definitely moments when we should scare people because there's things at stake and privacy and information but there's other times when you want to wow people like okay a robot's going to deliver my domino's pizza that's pretty good um How, you know, in the middle of that, though, is also the context of thinking, well, if this is going to happen, why is it really important to me? Because you can go away being scared or you can go away being wowed, but what do you do with that? Mm. You know, does it change any behaviour? Does it change any actions? Does it reach anything more than that? Oh, that was nice. You know, and media I've found has allowed that platform for us to really share that it's more than just the wow or the scared. (laughs) You know, it's like there's got to be an action that comes after that. And a lot of times, what we try and lead with in the business and what I try and push is questions. You know, are people asking the right questions about technology? Are they asking about technology's role in their business, in their life, um, in their family, um, when they're dealing with clients? Mm. You know, one of my favorite analogies I always share with my engineers, it's no point us being the best technology advisor to blockbuster video. (laughs) <laughs> and, and Poor my, Blockbuster
0: yeah. I used to yeah. love
1: that I wanted to work there one time I really did because I couldn't imagine anything better than just sitting there going yeah what'll it be and then watching your movie in the, was sort of cool. the corner cool back in the day
2: yeah. <laughs> my, my, A friend of mine found his wife through Blockbuster that's his yeah. claim to fame and he was devastated when they go because he would always joke like his valentines or anniversary was we're going back to where we met at Blockbuster that's <laughs> going to be our night it was a cheap experience for him but yeah <laughs> b- technology has changed so much so you have to be able to share to people look you could be great at providing technology advice but if your business doesn't change as a result of that what's the point like has it helped you see that story around Blockbuster? he's a good storyteller yes he understands storytelling exactly
1: and i've I've got to say and i'm I'm reinforcing this same message that i'm sending out is that you find a good tech person that can communicate effectively yeah tell a good story (gasps) and more importantly communicate to other human beings yeah. Because I think the other side of it, Lana, is that you know when tech people just like to hang out with tech, <laughs> and when they hang out with tech, it's other tech people that they can sort of communicate and connect with. But they're not the end user. That's not the reason that they're employed. Yeah, no, no. they're employed to help us. Art- our little us little people that don't know how to turn on the computer, etc.
0: You know what? Though I think that that lesson can be learnt by all industries. Yeah. Because I think you know, yeah, sure. I, it is a it is an extreme example of tech people talking tech language. Mm-hmm. Probably not all of them. Let's not paint them with the Nick Hayes is currently doing the robot for yeah, all well, those no, I'm, I'm playing. I'm thinking they're at all home. Doctor Who <laughs> fans as well. He's going to
2: do the sprinkler in a minute. <laughs> the stereotypes
0: play. are ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, marketing people speak in marketing yeah. jargon. Yep. You know, th- there are so many gardening people. Th- all the different industries, the way they communicate, they need to be able to take the jargon out and connect on a real level. And obviously, Nick, you know, we agree that you're not doing that so well today. Zorn's doing it very well.
1: <laughs> Apparently you're 1-0. 2-0. 2-0 now. Two now.
0: <laughs> Crikey,
2: I've got to come back. That was back. just the robot de- 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 default. All right. All
1: right. <laughs> Let's move on. Zorn, you've done amazing things in media. In fact, the three or four years that we've known each other and and what you've been able to communicate, which has been your favourite medium? Because you don't mind a a chat, you've done a bit of TV,
2: done a bit of print. What's your your favourite medium? I enjoy radio. I have a lot of fun on radio. I think radio kind of opens you up to a different perspective on the audience and... uh, the, the ability to get through and sometimes get talk back, that's fun but I think with radio, you you are able to share that story and people are in the car, they're listening, they're at work, wherever they are at home, so that's been a lot of fun but I find that the print obviously is something that you want to stay around with Yep. and it, you want to do both, so I think both senses are great, I think if we can get the visual and the written for people audio, sorry, and the um, written, that's great and that's, the, and that's kind of the direction that we've been going with, with the business because TV is awesome but it's often point in time and it's a very different audience you know so if you think about it a lot of business owners you know which is who we are trying to uh, educate and inform they're not always on tv at the times that we're on but what we've found is that they will listen they will see that um you know segment or they might get referred and it's helpful authority piece for them and so i think it's part of your arsenal and what you're doing but definitely you know the written and the radio those two. One, of,
1: one of the things that is really attractive about your industry is that we all are fascinated by the tech elements. Why yeah. does our banking system go down? <laughs> what are the latest tech gadgets that are on? Um, you know, you've got Trevor Long, for instance, that does that right across the Nine network. But, um, you know, it, it is it is attractive because it's part of everyday life.
0: Well, it's essential. Well, mm. It is,
1: isn't it? Because when you think about it now, tech, and whether it be in the form of communication of your mobile phone, um, the internet, the, the, oh, the cloud, the cloud. Please explain <laughs> to me what the cloud is. I still don't get it. Yeah, I go outside and go, ooh, we've got no cloud today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, won't be able to back up my files. You're not yeah. that bad. <laughs> oh, God. You, you might as well give her another point now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, really, really I feel bad. like
2: you've just double faulted. But <laughs> let's um,
1: give, her, give her another extra yeah, point. Yeah. Make it 4-0. Match um, point, surely. <laughs> but it is something that does consume us. We yeah. are very much – it's a part of everyday life. Are you finding that you're tackling topics that you possibly didn't think you would be t- tackling? Or are you finding topics there
2: that you go, probably not fully across that, but I tell you what, it won't take me long to get there. Yeah. Yeah, look, a good example would probably be the WA Safe app, you know, and people having to scan yeah. and QR codes. So QR codes, you know, people thinking, oh, I've got to go into a restaurant, I've got to scan this, you know, that's an area that you, typically as businesses, they don't think about, you know, it's like, oh, I've got to put this on, I've got to you know, stick a piece of paper up and everyone scans. And yeah. then the next element is there's a bunch of people that are writing their names down. <laughs>
1: the,
2: the actual technology question is, well, what are they doing with all of that pen and paper? Going yes. back to the, Where does that go? And, you know, some organisations are putting that into their business and storing it, how long? they're storing it who's got access to it. So it's a non it's a oh. non technical medium, you know, using pen and paper, but it has technical implications. Told you that pen
1: and paper would come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. there's, a pe- there's a point
2: back. But those kind of those kind of scenarios where they're not purely from a technology perspective, you know, in our uh, field of view, but the implications are they hit businesses, they hit individuals, and a very common one is, you know, if you're going to Coles and Woolies and Coles is shut and it says, "Sorry, our systems are down." You know, people are thinking, well, hang on, what's my shopping got to do with technology today? Yeah. Uh, but it's got everything to do with your technology. You know, I can't get paid on time. Um, my flight's been cancelled. You know, we've seen those issues. My favourite example for that is in days gone past, airline crashes were always on the news. Mm. That was number one thing. But for the first time ever, if you look at in the last, you know, at least the last three years, technology crashes now make the front page. Yep. Yes. You know, Yeah. So it doesn't matter if it's a social media plug being pulled, if it's Coles or Woolies going offline or the airline's going down, those technology implications are impacting businesses. Which means, you know, for the mum and dad out there, it's like, well, hang on, how do I go about my life if this is what I'm experiencing? You know, And you know, if it's a security angle, you think about all the credit risks and privacy, and everyone knows that and understands it, but it's also the other things that are starting to creep into their lives. You know, whether it's mobile phones, whether it's, um, you know, fridges that can now tell them what food they have left. All sorts of crazy things that people are thinking, what do I do with this? How do I stay ahead? Or should I be worried and go back to pen and paper?
0: Yes, that is what I started to think about as you were talking. It is, I think, and where, you know, the unplugging of Facebook, if you like, I think has created that discussion around, well, should we be unplugging? Should Mm -hmm. we be, you know, how much of it is safe to have in our lives on an everyday basis and and how much of it isn't?
2: Yeah, and people have to think about, okay, do I become uh, a digital hermit? (laughs) <laughs> you know, is that are we? You know, people are talking about the digital Sabbath or the digital break or the digital detox. Like that's yep. a thing that people yep. are having now. You know, like oh, I don't do digital on Sundays. It's like okay, how's that working out when you turn off, oh, except for Netflix. <laughs> you know, yes. So there's, but it's like, well, hang on, that's digital. Why don't you turn that off? Oh, well, except for you know, there's there's things where the line is blurring. Yeah. You know, and people are going, well, hang on, how much is digital? Because if you really want to go deep. No digital. It's like, do you count the air conditioning controls in your house? <laughs> like, oh, it's well, so true. You know, is, the is that digital? Irrig- is an electronic component you
1: know? in it? You don't get in your car. There is a lot of digital yeah, yeah, in there.
2: Well, Nick, you know, a fan of lawns and 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 you know, you think about the irrigation systems. <laughs> well, what happens there?
1: Jeez, he's hitting us. <laughs> I feel there. like and I you're feel rotten. like
2: you are being interviewed now. In <laughs> case
1: you are not getting a point for that one, <laughs> <laughs> the it is part of our everyday life. Yeah. Spot on, and I think that that's the that's the challenge. I mean. I want to go back to the year two thousands, on because oh, okay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Sorry, getting into our. Oh, I'm going to stop comedy. Comedy is today. Comedy's not right for me. I just don't do comedy well. <laughs> but go back to Y2K, the year yes. two thousand. We were about to just all combust. We were. We. I, I see that as the dawn of the IT and the tech uh, industry of really where a m- lot of money, a lot of investment went into because we thought. When we clicked over from 1999, that yeah. 2000 wasn't going to happen. Yep. It was the end of the world. But we got past that. Yeah. But since then, tech and those that are involved in this industry have never been more important in a business. Was
2: that the dawn of it, or was it happening earlier? Oh, look, I think that was the that was probably the volcano. Yeah, you know. So, and if you look back to when that started, 1994, the internet was commercialized. And even yeah. when I talk about the computers have been around since the end of World War II or World War Two. But nowhere near what they were compared to where they are today. Yeah. And if you think about it, when the internet um, was born and commercialised in 94, it was, you know, it was being used by the military and education before then. But once the internet started, that was the real birth that you know, I see as technology expanding into people's lives. Yeah. You know, and that was almost like that's day zero. you know and then Y2K was probably the first premonition of oh this could have a big impact on us was
1: this the greatest marketing scam by you tech people you (laughs) IT (laughs) gurus to say look we just need more money in our coffers uh the end of the world's coming sort of thing I mean I I joke with that but we actually really feared that. And I remember back to the day, uh, Lana, you're not old. No, you're old <laughs> enough. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I remember I was working at a media monitoring firm. I was working till after 12 yeah. just to make sure all the systems, we had VHS, banks of VHS, taping all the TV around mm. locally and nationally, globally. And we thought that the whole place was just going to shut down.
2: Yeah, but that that was exactly what everyone was getting told, including, funnily enough, those in the technology industry. They were getting told by all the researchers and the boffins, you know, from overseas in Europe and America going, yes, this is a valid issue. Everyone's going to have a challenge. But I remember within a week of it happening, certainly at the time that I was in the <laughs> IT industry, I got the question marks like everything worked, you know. And the reality was you couldn't say that it didn't because everyone had new devices that all bought that all oh. swallowed the Gatorade you know it was like oh okay, hang on it's everything quick because yeah, you've got a new machine or you got a new device but it did feel like one of the biggest uh, kind of fake news events uh, that didn't really occur yeah. yeah, I mean it did feel <laughs> fake
1: but I tell you what it was real I remember living it and it was like you know we thought that was that was it and it was it, not that I would say we were scared but it was, it was driven by an industry that obviously um, had a, a, a glitch or the identification of a glitch that we were all told a different story, but we got past it. Um, But moving forward, have you seen the trajectory and change in tech change as much as it has in the last 12 months? Eighteen months. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is this the biggest move that we've ever ever gone through as far as tech goes?
2: Oh, I was uh, g- talking about this uh, probably a month or so ago with people that the speed of change yeah. and and the impact of change in the last ten years and then in the last twelve months is night and day. Mm. You know, like we were already uh, changing quickly in the last yep. decade, but in the last twelve months, we've seen things happen that have probably brought technology change forward by a decade. Yep. You know, we've had a decade's worth of change. And look, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of Woolworths or the CEO of Microsoft, they're both saying the same thing. Mm. that The change that we're all experiencing in everyday lives has been magnified by COVID and uh, pretty much multiplied times 10. So mm. people are seeing things happen and there's scenarios that are playing out now for people that they never had to face before when it came to work, when it came to life, when it came to anything that they were doing and technology's in the middle of it. You know, technology so much now people are forgetting and, you know, we don't talk about a lot yet, but technology is now playing a role in vaccines. It's playing a role in medication. There was a famous saying that software was eating the world, you know, (laughs) that things that we used to have now are all on our phone. Mm. And the next element of that is things that we used to rely on just medicine now is technology, you know, and technology is starting to eat into medicine. And what does it look like when technology and medicine combine? And that's the next level of kind of thinking in business because there's so many choices that people have to make and the impact of that. Medicine is a frontier that before has been very, you know, okay, change takes um, millennia in medicine and now that's happening faster and we're going to start to see that play out.
1: It is changing quickly, and it's it's a sort of on that same platform. That, for instance, in media, yeah. the way media has changed as well, such dramatic changes. And we were just only talking to a couple of weeks ago to Steve Harris from the brand agency, you know, on the trajectory of change and the f- fact that digital transformation has been the biggest player in the media and communication space. I think that you know what's going on the technical space behind businesses uh, is, is seeing that same sort of uh, heightened trajectory that. Uh, of change, what kind of businesses do you work with, Zorn? What kind of businesses need your support and help?
2: Yeah, most of the businesses we work with are, you know, mid-sized organisations. So they're already successful businesses in their yeah. own right. They've normally probably in a business-to-business environment themselves. So they're dealing with other businesses, and they're normally focused, um, you know, in that space of mining services, professional services, not-for-profit. But typically, the traits that we look at are they're businesses that are looking to modernise. You know, so whether they've got 50 staff or 100 staff, they're larger businesses that are looking to modernize. Because what we find is the smaller businesses that are starting up today, they're actually already technology savvy. Correct. Mm, you know, yeah. because a lot of people that have come out of university now or are finishing year 12, they've grown up with technology. Correct, yeah. They, they, they've grown up using it and being part of it.
1: I'm really glad you raised that point because that was the question I really wanted to get to is what does modernize look like? Yeah. Is that for them to catch back up? or to get ready for what's coming forward? Are businesses looking to be ready for for what's happening in the next five years, or are they still behind? Because, Lana, we discussed it when those companies that suffered from lockdowns and COVID kicked in, Mm. unless you had a digital platform or you had a technical platform which you could sell, buy, work with or engage
2: other people through a technical platform – you weren't around because yeah. you couldn't leave the house. Yeah. And look, it's actually both, Nick. So people are doing both a catch-up and COVID's forced their hand. Yep. And a great example is, and, and it's not not an industry we work with, but I've watched it firsthand through some friends, is if you think about personal training. You know, it's the rise of the influencer Just and things look at like me, that. Mate. Yeah, like, like specimen. <laughs> so uh, I'm
1: I'm the I'm the before picture. <laughs>
2: He's the ten week bod before <laughs> and after. So a lot of that a lot of that industry is no different than other businesses because the number one thing companies are looking at is okay, can I do business with you online? Yeah, yeah. you know, and and personal training was one of those challenges. People had to create programs and platforms. There's the whole world now where some people were born thinking digital and so their whole personal training business was, hey, come and do PT during the week and, yeah. you know, on, on a couple of days, the other days, here's your personal YouTube training session. You know, they recorded coaching session and sent it out. The businesses are the same. Yeah. You know, they want their businesses to be able to buy online, see their invoices online. So those are playing catch up and I think, you know, broadly speaking, that's a generational challenge. Yeah, a lot of generations that I'm going to pick on our generation is Gen X. We've we've been pushing digital, but being held back by, in a lot of cases, baby boomers. Yeah, going oh well, you're the Gen X, you're in charge of technology, go and knock it out. And then you've got baby boomers going, well, oh, that's not how it worked for us. You okay. know, oh, that's not how it operated in my day. And then there's this argument going back and forth. And what happened? Nothing. Yes, and so, so true. Y- you created a, a generation of businesses that were stuck, yep. providing great service, great outcomes, but not ready to compete.
0: Oh, it's so, it's it's an issue we see all, and particularly I feel like here in WA. Mm. I feel, I don't know if we're a little bit behind some of the other. States, but I feel like, you know,
1: 17 years, four months and three days. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did, you wanted a number, a statistic. Uh, you love your statistics, yeah, Lana. Yeah,
0: it's so, and yeah, there's so much, <laughs> the creativity and innovation, mm. I think, that gets stifled because as you say, there's so many businesses that are in this horrible in-between ground of what they should be doing, but really what the rest of the world actually wants.
2: Yeah.
0: It's, um, yeah, so you're helping them do that,
2: Zorn. Yeah, that's part of our role is to work with those businesses that are stuck, you oh, know, because- there's a there's a lot of those that are stuck and don't know where to go. And then the second part of those that want to be able to get ahead, you know, because businesses nowadays are looking at how do we compete and win, whether it's the next tender, the next contract, a next quote, the next employee. People forget that companies now, employees are choosing to work with companies because of their technology. Yeah, You know, you can go on as an employee, go on to Glassdoor, for example, and see the internal ratings of people that post what it's like. So oh, you can wow. actually review the culture of an organisation before you accept a job. Now, ten years ago, people you had to go and ring someone, and if you knew someone, you could understand what the culture was. Now, I can look up what any of the major banks' ratings are by other people that have posted anonymously online and then choose do I want to work with them or not. And some businesses aren't ready for that. I remember sitting down with an accounting firm with a hundred staff and saying, "Hey, what are you doing with your glass store reviews?" And they said, What do you mean? They had no idea what it was. Wow. I have no idea what it is. You gotta go check this
1: out. <laughs> what are they saying about us? <laughs> yeah. well,
2: and, that's, and that's the thing, you know, it's the same as the business owner that doesn't want to do um, Uber Eats or menu log, mm. and they just go, Oh, we're just doing that, we're just gonna do old school. And it's like, okay, great, but you know you've got like 15 Google reviews. Now we don't deal with that industry. But if if I'm looking for food and there's a bunch of people reviewing that restaurant and they all say it's bad, I'm not even going to try. They could have the best old school pizza oven and the handmade gnocchi, but I'm not touching it. Fifteen. As good as that is,
1: and this is, uh, sorry, this might be my dinosaur uh, Gen X attitude come in though. As good (laughs) as that is, um, it it does have an opposite effect as well because I don't know who these anonymous people are. I don't know if they like what I like. I don't know if they're real. Yeah. You know, and that is something I think that's a little bit scary. I know, Lana, you're laughing, you're smiling at me going, yes, righto. <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's just interesting. I'm not saying I, it's – You
1: can't even say righto boomer. I <laughs> <laughs> can't even say that. Righto exer. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is I, – I, I get that. But I think in a world where, you know, you, you, I think we've got to embrace it. And and I think those that don't embrace it in the head in the sand, it does fall over for them. Yeah. Uh, because, it, look, th- this movement isn't just a flash from the pan. Yeah, It's here to stay. Yep. And uh, they're doing it. So we're running out of time quickly. I want to ask you a quick couple of questions just around your media experience because I think, Lana, you've probably gathered, this guy likes to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: well. He's good at it. He's wonderful, yes.
2: Very good. Lana's got the concern. Look like I've got an IT guy. Is he going to say anything? No, (laughs) no. I'm
0: (laughs) concerned about what's coming next out of his mouth.
1: (laughs) believe me that's what (laughs) she is concerned about Zon but I I think it is and again it's Mm. a point that I've started from the very beginning of this podcast is when you find a good IT person a good technical person that can speak to other human beings Mm. it is an incredible asset to any organisation I want to know what you you talked to me about you liked enjoyed radio Mm. Um, how do you come up with your content and your ideas because I think you you have got a bit of a finger on the pulse I know that you work well with Emily and, and the team at Media Stable but are you thinking about the stories around you? Do you have an opinion on them, and do you use that to drive that? Because of a lot of us, I would imagine, it's not natural for us just to put our hand up and say, "I've got an opinion on this. I want yeah. to throw it out yeah, there." Yeah, yeah. How that, do you do it?
2: Yeah, well, technology is definitely an industry where you're naturally introverted in a lot of cases, and you don't want to talk about it because you feel like you're going to be judged by other IT people. Ah. So that's that's always a thing. It's is kind that, of, real? is yeah, that real? Is that real in your that's industry? A, that's a real thing, and and it probably holds a lot of technology people back because they're concerned about the. And I'll let you do the robot noises, but it's, did, 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 you're <laughs> concerned about that tribe kind of poking you, you know, cutting you down the tall poppy thing. So that's...
1: Can I just, just a quick call out to all the technology people that are mm-hmm. listening to this expert's podcast right now, get off your backside, start talking and stop <laughs> hanging it on those that actually are talking. Because if you had the guts and if you had the actual motivation and <laughs> yeah, drive just, to go away and do it, it'd be your voice up there and not Zornbarnas. <laughs> Thank you. Rant over. Uh, look, I think... Do that, I get a point for that? Yeah, that's a point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got to hand that to you, Nick. That was well done. Oh, Good adjudication. For <laughs> yeah, he's done well there. hard for that. Yeah. So definitely having making sure that you've got a voice and opinion. But I, I think the thing that I look for when I'm trying to find a story is how is this going to apply to someone else, and can someone take something away from this that mm. can apply to other areas? So we spoke about you know people wanting to hold back and not, and not embrace technology, and I was sharing with um one of the, a couple of the radio stations on the weekend. You know, is is. Sport falling out of love with technology, mm.
1: you know, and, and you saw could, that. You yeah, could, you could
2: you could apply the same analogy to business, you know. And you just shared it. Uh, you know, there's plenty of business people like, oh, I'm just over technology. A- and really, what I'm trying to look for is, hey, look, I understand that perspective. I understand your experience. Let's find a way to help you think about that in a different different way because it could can mean business owners getting time at the end of the day to spend with their family.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not that I'm over technology, but you got no chance of getting me on Clubhouse. Uh, Meg coffee, <laughs> get that. Me. Stop promoting that stupid fate, that page of radio that doesn't seem to work. Hey, sorry. (laughs) It hasn't been unplugged yet, Nick. That's a good thing about Clubhouse. Maybe
0: Nick wants to unplug it. I feel like he does.
1: Well, I've I've got to unplug this podcast now (laughs) because it's got to the point where we've got to say goodbye. But I tell you what, thoroughly enjoyed that, Zorn. Zorn, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it?
2: Uh, Yeah, just pop onto our website, leapconsulting.com.au, and there'll be a contact us page.
1: Fantastic stuff. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, Lana, isn't it good? to be able to talk to someone who can actually communicate effectively and have a good story just about for everything that he goes away and says. It's
0: wonderful. Yeah, yeah. genuinely helping people. That's good genu- fun.
1: That's genuine storytelling and that's the best way to communicate to the very audience that you're looking to communicate to. Exactly. Well done, Zorn Barnard from Leak Consulting. Hey, that's another expert's podcast, Lana. <laughs> well I think
0: done, you, Nick Hayes. I think you... the score was about… 5-1. Five, 5-1. One. Five, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep.
1: Yep. I'm going to come back though. I'm going to come Til back. Till next
0: time. I've got a whole Nick week Hayes. to work
1: on it. A whole week to <laughs> work on it you'll need it well thank you very much for your company thanks for joining us on the experts podcast if you want to hear more uh podcasts jump onto mediastable.com.au and all the podcasts are there there's some absolute rippers there's ones where i actually win 5-1 um but uh, they're sitting there and we look <laughs> forward to having your company next week we'll see you there
0: You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.